You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruit Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Caleb. And today we are reading chapters 27 and 28 of Fruits Basket. Woo! Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> also, I have a, a random minor announcement, which is that I put all of the episodes on YouTube. So if you're like the kind of person that constantly watches stuff on YouTube, which I know a couple people who are <laughs> IRL, then and you want to just like put this in, and listen to it, then you can. Congrats. Now you can. <laughs> I don't know if people, I don't know if anyone genuinely consumes podcast content on YouTube, but whatever. I'm not judging. I just put it in a place where you can watch it and listen to it. There's no yeah. extra visuals, though. You just get to stare at the logo or, like, the album art for this podcast for, like, an hour while we talk about stuff. But, <laughs> but it is lovely, so. It's it's fine. <laughs> I drew those onigiri with my hands, so. <laughs> <laughs> Predicting the future while I was at it. I mean, <laughs> um, so... Anyway, I just wanted to say if you're if you're one of those people that really likes YouTube, then all our content is there. All the like more recent episodes, all like I don't know, whatever. All of them are up there, and uh, they'll be released there as well going forward. So, y- yay! I guess I don't know. <laughs> we'll hooray! S- hooray! We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> so, we're discussing chapters twenty-seven and twenty-eight. We're gonna summarize them, discuss, and then spoilers after uh, a short break. So. Um, chapter 27 starts with, uh, it, there's, so like if you're reading one of the collector's editions ones, all the author's notes were removed, but, and sometimes we talk about them. We haven't talked about one in a while, but the first one at the beginning of chapter 27, that's in the original Tokyo Pop version says, I feel like it's high time I introduced Kisa. Actually, now that I think of it, it's more like Yuki somehow summoned her. The way I see it, the hardships in our lives never disappear completely. There must be an exit waiting for us somewhere at the end. Well, I want to think that. Hmm, I wonder. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> Takaya's <laughs> comments are sometimes interesting. Sometimes they're just talking for like many, many author's notes in a row. It'll be talking about video games yeah. that I've like never heard of. <laughs> but sometimes there's a little like, I don't know. It's just uh, like the hardships in our lives never could disappear completely. That was an interesting thing to say. They're all like JRPGs and visual novels, yeah. like, which don't get translated. So. No. Like I recognize one, the title once in a while, but... <laughs> So like soccer wars, I feel like I've heard. Yeah. Of. Um, but like, yeah, most of them like I don't know what that means anyway. <laughs> uh, so the chapter proper opens with Yuki and Toru hiding from the rain under like a random like garage or doorway or something, um, while they're walking home with groceries. Toru says out loud that the lake house was fun, and then Yuki says he won't miss the noise. And then we have a flashback of them having, like, hand roll sushi sitting around, and, like, Ayame is pouring Hattori a drink, and looks like they're having a great time. Um, when we see Toru's narration, now that Golden Week is over, there'll be midterms, and the student council election is coming up. Toru says that she heard um, that the previous president wants Yuki to be a successor, and Yuki sighs, and then he says he doesn't know what the president is expecting. It, like, it would be a problem if people had the wrong idea, he says. The real me is more... But then he trails off, and Toru is like more, and then he says it's nothing. So, it's a little interesting interaction from them. A soaking wet Haru appears out of nowhere, his outfit full of extraneous belt buckles. <laughs> <laughs> and Haru's like, what are you doing out here in the rain? And Yuki is like, that's my line, which is also funny. Toru and Yuki go over to Haru, and Toru actually like pulls out a handkerchief and dries his face off, which I thought was charming. Yeah. He says that he was out in the rain because he was looking for something and not his bi- rad bicycle, <laughs> as it turns out. He's been carrying his coat and he 
lifts back his coat to reveal a tiny tiger cub. This is what Haru was looking for. What a cute cat, Toru exclaims, and Yuki is like, I thought you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> the tiger cub opens her eyes as Yuki explains, Sanda-san, this is, this is a tiger, which is really funny. Um, Kisa-soma, the tiger. Watch out when she bites, it hurts, Haru adds. <laughs> Toru freaks out and introduces herself, and then she holds out her hand, and Kisa bites it. <laughs> Why would she hold it her hand like the tiger was going to shake it? I know. <laughs> Multiple times in this chapter, she holds out her hand like, why are you doing that? <laughs> it's not a good idea. But I also like how she's like, oh, what a cute cat. It's like, it's yeah. clearly a tiger. Like, have you never seen a tiger in a book or anything? Like, anyway, it's really funny. At Shigure's house, <laughs> Kisa the tiger sits angrily in the corner I feel um, and Haru <laughs> bandages Toru's hand which I also thought was charming so first she yeah. wiped off his face and then he bandaged her hand <laughs> yeah I noticed that it's cute <laughs> yeah it's cute Yuki demands that Kisa apologize and Toru is like it's okay I'm fine Shigure informs Yuki and us dear listener that uh, Sachan as he calls her doesn't speak Haru adds on that according to Tori, she has an emotional problem that sealed away her ability to speak, and she hasn't spoken since shortly after she entered middle school. Because of everything that happened, she stopped talking. She doesn't go to school, and today she didn't come home, Haru says. So Haru went out to look for her and found her transformed, possibly from becoming weak. Yuki asks what happened, and Haru begins to explain um, that it was teasing, or like in the end process is bullying, which I feel like is more accurate based on what happens, what we, is revealed later in the chapter. Um, mm-hmm. And as he says this, Kisa hops up and bites his arm and Haru like doesn't even bat an eye. And he's like, what, are you mad though? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he says, are you telling me not to tell them things that are none of their business? Be serious. Do you realize how much we've worried over you? Your mom is out looking everywhere for you right now. And Kisa jumps off the table and runs off. And Toru freaks out and is like, oh, what should I do? Ah, Hazara-san, you're bleeding. Kisa-san is missing. And the blood. And Shigure is like, calm down. And then she stands up and is like, uh, uh, I have to get Kisa-san to stop the bleeding. And like, <laughs> tup, tup, tups her way out of the room, which is, <laughs> I thought it was oh, really the, funny. Yeah, I love her combined combination <laughs> of the problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kisa, I have to get Kisa-san to stop the bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Haru says that uh, Shigure is being too calm, and Shigure asks if he went black there, and Haru says no. Um, he was just annoyed because it hurts. That Kisa is hopeless, Haru says. You seem really worried about her. Are you two such good friends, Yuki asks, and Shigure and Haru are like, what, you jelly? <laughs> Yuki is like, no. Um, Haru says that he can't leave, he just can't leave her alone. She reminds me, Haru says, of that time that you wouldn't speak, Yuki. You would curl up in a ball and be completely silent. It was all you could do to protect yourself. That's what it reminds me of. And we see Yuki's face. His eyes are wide. And we have this like weird like textured effect on the outline. And then Yuki suddenly stands up and says, shut up. Come on, Shigure says. Is that a thing to get worked up about? Yes, it is, Yuki says. Are you embarrassed? Shigure asks. And we see Yuki's face and he looks upset and angry and he takes off as well. You know, Sensei, Haru says... You have a really bad habit of saying things that are like pouring oil onto a fire. Such is my nature, he replies, <laughs> lightheartedly, <laughs> after being such a dick. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Anyway. Outside of the house, Toru finds Kisa hiding in a corner again. Um, and then Kisa bites her again, and Toru freaks out and is like, it- it's fine, it doesn't hurt that much. <laughs> and Toru tries to convince her to come back inside, um, and a, wooden- a woman suddenly appears and crouches beside Toru and quietly calls to Kisa. 
On the next page, we can see her face better. She looks exhausted. Like, her eyes are drawn in this way that's kind of, like, lifeless looking. Like, they're they're empty. It's really strange. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about it until we were reading this this time. But, yeah, it, it definitely has the effect of making her look exhausted. Mm-hmm. Kisa, she says. Kisa, it's your mother. Shigure-san uh, made sure to call me. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing causing trouble for everyone around you? What are you thinking? Do you enjoy worrying your mother? She asks. And while she speaks, Tora remembers Momiji's words. The mothers of children possessed by the vengeful spirits usually either become extremely overprotective of them or reject them. Hey, Kisa's mother continues. Why didn't you tell me you were being teased? Why did you run away? We see a panel of Kisa still biting Toru's hand and Yuki <laughs> coming up behind them. Why won't you say anything? She asks. I'm sick of this. I don't want any more of this, she says. And I thought this was kind of like harsh sounding. So I also mm-hmm. looked up what it is translated to in the end press and what she says is you wore me out i can't take it anymore mm-hmm. so it's kind of harsh but it's not like i don't want any more of this or like i'm sick of this anyway it's just like yeah. i'm tired and i can't take it anymore she can't say it toru says to tell someone who cares about you that you're being teased is really hard to do i couldn't say it either but after a while my mom found out and then i apologized to her like i was like i was stupid i felt so pathetic I thought I was pathetic for being teased. I was ashamed when mom found out. I wondered what I would do if she started to hate me. I was so scared. And we see Yuki and what looks like his own memory also stylized again. Like, I think the lines are kind of stylized in the same way as the other scene when he was reacting to Haru. Mm-hmm. And the overlaid thoughts, I think, from Toru are, are... I think it's from Toru, but it's kind of ambiguous. It says, I was so scared. I didn't want anyone to know I was like that. I would desperately try to make up stories and try to hide it, and then I'd feel even more pathetic and ashamed. So, Toru continues out loud, when mom told me it's okay, I was relieved. When she told me there's nothing to be ashamed of, I was so relieved I started to cry again. Kisa-san might be feeling the same way. She didn't want you to hate her, Toru says. And we see Yuki who's still behind them, and his hands are kind of like, I wouldn't say they're fists, but they're kind of like clenched, like he's not relaxed, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's because she loves you, Toru says, that she couldn't tell you. We see a poof, and tears well up in Kisa's mother's eyes. And then we see a small hand touching Toru's bandaged hand. Um, and we see some dialogue overlaid, um, which I think is Kisa's thoughts, that says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but but please. And then on the next page, we see tiny Toru being comforted by her mom. And then in the bottom panel, we see Kisa in her human form again, cradling Toru's hand. Don't hate me, she thinks. Tell me everything's okay. And then we see Toru embracing Kisa and Yuki is shown again. And then we see the kind of like, I think still Kisa's continued thoughts that say, I was, I was always so ashamed. I was ashamed of my weakness, but I want you to say it just once, even if it's a lie. I know it will give me the courage to try and become strong. We cut to later that day and Kyo, who I guess was out all this time, has returned. and He's talking to Haru and Shigure. They thought it would be best, it turns out, um, if Kisa were to stay with them for a couple of days after everything that happened. Haru explains that Kisa's mother was at her wit's end and suggests that they need some time apart to recuperate. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, and I don't see Kisa anywhere, Kyo says, <laughs> while like poking Haru with his water bottle. And he's <laughs> like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Shigure says that Kisa is glued to Toru, and we cut to upstairs where exactly that is the case. And Kisa is asleep with her head on Toru's lap, and Yuki is like, you haven't moved. Isn't she heavy? And Toru is like, nope. She's lucky, Yuki says. And Toru was like, huh? And then he slumps over onto her shoulder. And Toru was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yuki says, please let me watch her for just a little while. It will give me the courage I need to go on. Which I thought was also kind of weird, so I also looked this up. This chapter had a lot of weird translations, in my opinion. But in the end press, it says, let me do this a little while because it gives me courage and emotional support. Which is, like, a lot more direct, but I also felt like, based on what I could tell from the Japanese version, more more like what he says. Like, I don't think he wants to watch Kisa. I think he wants to rest on Toru. It's more about mm-hmm. that. Anyway, that's my opinion, though, also. Yeah. I thought it probably would have translated as something like, let me stay here for a while. Yeah. It's kind of ambiguous. It is. It's kind of it's yeah. kind of ambiguous, but, like, literally it says, it says, let, like, let me do this a little while. So, like, the yeah. way that it says in the Yen Press one makes sense, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I definitely, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> let me watch her for a little while is not I don't think that's what he meant it's mm-hmm. really weird like like I guess you could translate it as let me do this as in stay there and watch her or like stay there yeah anyway whatever anyway the point is it was very charming he like he rests his head mm-hmm. on Toru's shoulder there's also an omake here as we just talked about 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 Takaya sensei playing video games yeah it's like sometimes when other people die or leave games I think leave me all the items that you have equipped okay and then after I've made sure they left all their equipment I get all depressed about my own heartlessness which I thought was really <laughs> funny <laughs> just wanted to include that little slice of life about Takaya it was really funny <laughs> in the next chapter we see the narration. This is the third day since Kisa-san came here. So it's obviously like Toru. Every time we get like, almost every time we get narration at the beginning of a chapter, it's Toru's kind of like announcing what has happened so far. Kisa has been waiting for Toru outside the bathroom and Toru apologizes for making her wait. <laughs> and then she thinks or says like, it's kind of embarrassing having people wait for me to come out of the bathroom, which I thought was funny. <laughs> it's a really cute thing where she pops up tiger ears in the tail. Yes! And perks up when Toru comes out of the bathroom, which is cute. She's so excited that she's back. <laughs> from the bathroom <laughs> she also tugs Toru's shirt which is also cute and Toru thinks she's so cute which is true Kisa is cute yeah. I like the little sound effect of her following Toru around it's like tup 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 it's like pat pitter patter tup 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 there's mm-hmm. a lot of like tup 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 in these two chapters yeah <laughs> <laughs> more so than ever before it's like a yame it's like stomp 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 ha 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 yeah. and like Kisa is like tup 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 <laughs> and Toru is like tup 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 <laughs> We see the narration. Um, Strangely, during these three days, Kisa-san hasn't left my side, but I guess that means she really likes me. And we see Kisa walking around behind Toru and helping her carry laundry. And Shigure says she's like a little chick. It warms the heart. And Kyo is like, she's not annoyed being followed like that. Like, (laughs) Kyo doesn't understand. Um, (laughs) Toru walks for a bit and then turns around and grabs Kisa and says, I love you. (laughs) And then Shigure says she certainly seems to be enjoying it. Kyo says that he's getting hungry, and Toru asks Kisa what she wants for dinner, and Kisa doesn't respond. And Kyo's like, come on, you can't even say what you want to eat? And Kisa looks down, and then we see her memory of three girls in school uniforms looking looking mean. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> they don't have faces, and it's like got this whatever creepy texture over it. Shigurui, like, pounces on Kyo and pats Kisa he- in Kisa's head, and he's like, there, there, you can always count on stupid pushover Kyo to say something foolish, and Kyo is like, hey. <laughs> and they continue to bicker, and Kisa kind of holds up her hands like she doesn't want them to, to fight. Mm-hmm. Toru thinks, that's right, Kisa still can't talk, but soon, soon, I'm sure. And then Toru has an idea and runs off and comes back with paper, and she draws, like, a ladder lottery thing. I thought there was a word for this in English, but I guess there isn't, because I googled it. This in the um, in the text they call it Amida Amida Kuji. I always see it called Ladder Game. Ladder when it gets game. translated. Yeah, because I've seen it in a couple other anime. <laughs> there was like uh, hold on, wait. Yeah, so I googled Amida Kuji for this. 
And um, Wikipedia also says that it's known as ghost leg in Chinese. <laughs> and I was like, interesting. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> there's another, oh, wait, there's also another name for it in Korean, which is, oh, it's just like uh, ladder climbing, which is less interesting. But I don't know, ghost leg? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, what I always think of is in uh, Cardcaptor Sakura when that's how they decided their roles for the uh, Sleeping Beauty play oh, yeah. with Sakura as the prince and Charon as the princess. Of course. <laughs> has to be. <laughs> what a great series. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Kisa, so Toru draws a little ladder lottery thing, ladder game thing, if you want to call it that. And um, Kisa picks a spot. It turns out the dish that she chose is called Niratama, which is leeks and scrambled eggs, basically. <laughs> I also Googled it. It says, like, a dish made of leeks and legs. Er, leeks and legs. <laughs> it does sound like something a tiger would eat, to be fair. It's like zebra legs. <laughs> leeks and... It's a dish. It turns out it's a dish made with leeks and eggs. And so I was like, interesting. And I Googled it. And it's basically just like scrambled eggs with leeks. Like it's not... Or like a uh, scrambled eggs and Chinese chives or whatever. It's like... It's not... I just thought it was funny. The note said a dish with those things as if it was implied that there were other things. But it's like basically just that. Anyway, whatever. It's fine. Um, so Kyo, of course, is grumpy about this because he hates Anita, as we learned before. Um, and then Tori was worried. But he's like, just do your best. And Kisa smiles. Oh, this little like strange. Just do your best. Just do. Yeah, he's like, just just do your best. That's how I imagine him saying it. Yeah. At least. <laughs> um, trying to be nice. <laughs> he's yes. After Shigure sassed him so strongly for being a dick. Um, Toru's narration finishes. So before she was saying, but soon I'm sure. And her narration finishes. I'm sure that she'll start talking in an adorable voice. Yuki comes in and overhears. Like I'm guessing, there's like it's kind of like at the bottom of the panel in little tiny dialogue bubbles. It's like Shigure teasing uh, Toru and Kyo about having a lover's tiff over the the um, chives and eggs. And Kyo is like, what? No. And Shigure is like, what? I don't even, I didn't even think that you knew what a lover's tiff was or whatever. <laughs> but Yuki thinks Kisa can't run away forever. So we cut to school, I guess the next day, where Haru, Yuki, Toru, and Momiji are having lunch together. And they wonder what Kisa will do. After all, she can't stay at Shigure's house forever. Haru says she really internalizes her problems. She obsesses over things and makes them a bigger deal than they were before. That's probably why she ended up running away. And her mother, Yuki starts to say. And then Toru notices that Momiji is uncomfortable. Like, she looks over at him, and you can see that he's kind of looking down, and so she chimes in. Momiji and Kisa-san's mother is doing better. She called yesterday. And then we see Toru and Kisa's mother's conversation. And you can see, like, uh, Kisa's mother's side, and she says, is Kisa eating enough? Kisa doesn't like dry foods very much. Her favorite dish is Niratama. So, like, that's the dish that she picked. And the... Toru rigged it. She rigged it, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I bet all three of them were Niratama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means that Kisa's Mati is thinking about her, right? If she wasn't, she wouldn't call, right? Right, Toru says. And Momiji beams and says, right. <laughs> so <laughs> it was really charming, this little interaction between them. You could bring the conversation down again by asking why <laughs> she was being teased in the first place. And Haru says he doesn't know. Um, but Omiji says that he heard some ladies gossiping. At first, it was just the way she looked, um, like her hair and her eyes. It made everyone feel weird, they said. 
Such is the fate of those who are possessed by spirits with unusual hair colors. I got that a lot too, Haru says. And Yuki's like, yeah, but whenever anyone said that to you, you'd go black and beat them to a pulp. And Haru says, he wasn't as bad as Kyo. Kyo beat them nearly to death. And Toru was like, eh? Lomiji <laughs> <laughs> looks down and he's sad and he says, they said Kisa tried really hard. She told them that she couldn't do anything about her hair and her eye color. Then everyone started to ignore her. Then, whenever she said anything, even though they were ignoring her, they would laugh. And Yuki and Haru look upset. And Toru looks even more upset than both of them. Momiji says that he never had anything like that happen to him in class. All I can do is imagine, he says. So that's what I did. Wondering how I'd feel if everyone started giggling at me every time I said something. It was a sad feeling, he says. And we see tears in his eyes and Toru's too. And then they both start to cry. Um, there's a some... An, a monologue, like an inner monologue that's shown. I think it's Yuki's. Um, it's kind of hard to tell. It says, if everything you say gets laughed at, then you become afraid of everyone and are no longer able to speak. Even knowing that all that, even knowing that all that does is bother people, everything looks com- completely dark. Your heart shuts down, your words die. And we see Kisa kind of like looking out a window at this point. Yuki pulls out a handkerchief and he dries off Momiji's tears, which I also thought was charming. We got like Toru, Tor- Toru brought a- gave a handkerchief to Haru. Haru bandaged her. Yuki gives a handkerchief to Momiji. <laughs> it's really char- Everybody's taking care of each other this episode or this whatever this these chapters is very charming. Toru also uses her own handkerchief and the bell rings and so they all have to go back to class. Haru lets him know that he has a letter from Kisa's teacher, the contents of which will probably make you want to barf. He adds. <laughs> Haru and Momiji go back to class. Momiji's still, like, crying a little bit, I think, um, <laughs> leaving Toru and Yuki. And Yuki says... And, like, I think um, there's a little chibi panel where Toru's, like, waving at Momiji and Momiji waves back at her and they're both still crying a little. <laughs> it's really... It's also cute and sad. Yuki says, I know it's not good to be weak and helpless, but I don't think it's good to be too strong either. In our society, they talk about survival of the fittest, but we're not animals. We're human. Even us members of the Zodiac are human, he thinks. Yes, Toru says, smiling and still kind of teary-eyed. Yes. Yuki smiles and says, I think I have gotten braver. And Toru is like, eh? (laughs) (laughs) The next scene starts with the narration. What's more important than anything? At Shigure's house, after school, Haru delivers the note to Kisa. She reads it, and then she folds it up right away. Haru asks what it says, and then he kind of like impatiently takes it from her. And then Haru says, it really does make you want to barf. And Yuki reads the note as well. And then we see what the note says while all of this is happening. So the note says, Soma-san, how are you? Will you be coming back to school soon? Everyone in class is waiting for you to come back. You can come to me for advice. So won't you try harder to join everyone? And what's more, most important for you is to like yourself, Soma-san. To find good things about yourself and to like yourself for who you are. Because people who don't like themselves can't expect others to like them. Which I also thought, again, was like kind of harsh. So I looked at the Japanese and I looked at the Yen Press translation. And the Yen Press one says, You can always come to me for advice, but I suggest you take a more active role in class and interact with your peers. Which I also thought made more sense and was a little bit less jerky thing to say. Although, like, I think the note is meant to be taken as kind of... Uh, based on the rest of the conversation that happens, it's not meant to be taken as being nice. But I thought it was a little yeah. bit more nicely phrased that way. I don't really see a difference between... Like you should, you should take a more active role in class, and it's like you should try harder to join everyone. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't see much of a difference in that. Maybe there's not much of a difference. I just thought like you should try harder to join everyone. Sounded a little. It's like yeah, won't you try harder to join everyone? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's supposed to 
yeah be the point is that that take a more obviously active isn't role. paying any attention to what's going on because yeah. she has tried and that's not the issue for sure yeah yuki lowers the note uh, on that note yuki <laughs> lowers the note and says there was a time when i stopped talking just like you my reasons were a little different but and then we see kisa kind of looking up at him i think the feelings of being ashamed of myself and hating myself are the same here he gesticulates to the letter it says to like yourself what does that mean good things how are you supposed to find them i only know the things i hate about myself because that's all i know i hate myself but even if you force yourself to find good things it feels so empty and he like drops the letter people like your teacher just don't get it i think when you hear someone say they like you for the first time then you can begin to like yourself i think when someone accepts you for the first time you can feel like you can forgive yourself a little and you can begin to face your fears with courage and at the bottom of the page we see yuki's memories of toru her crying about kisa earlier and also we get a flashback to the garden scene on the next page we see kisa crying remembering toru saying i love you and remembering the first when she first transformed back to her like human form outside and was like holding toru's hand yeah kisa says and haru looks over at her in surprise yeah i was happy or i was so happy she says Haru is about to talk to her, but Yuki kind of, like, cuts him off, and he's like, Kisa, what do you want to do next? Do you think it's okay to stay like this? And Kisa shakes her head. No, never. I have to try my best, or I'll become worse and worse, even if I can't make up with them, even if they all ignore me. Even if my heart is still seen as inferior, she thinks, or maybe Yuki thinks, because we see Yuki's face, and we see Akito, so maybe it's Yuki's thoughts, but these are, like, also more ambiguous thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the internal narration from these chapters is meant to be kind of applied to both Kisa and Yuki. Mm-hmm. Sort of ambiguous on who's actively thinking them. Yeah, it's kind of like the the part with um, Kyo and Yuki running back to Toru at New yeah. Year's. I think like if once we see this animated too, it would probably be a little bit clearer because sometimes it's. But yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think that it's it applies to both of them for sure. I just think like because yeah. it's overlaid on Akito. But yeah, I think that definitely bring that back to yuki's part of mm-hmm. this, the trauma <laughs> yeah for sure because we, we know at this point is that kisa's trauma is based on her class and his is probably based on Akito, based on all the things mm-hmm. that we've seen so far so yeah i still have to try my best she says that's right yuki says and he thinks someday i'll have to stand up for my worthless self which is also kind of why i think the Akito memory is his mm-hmm. like that's the part that's it continues in the internal monologue yeah let's try our best he says Kneeling by Kisa. I'll try too. And if you get sad again or things get too rough, come here. Here, he thinks, is where she is. It's kind of like overlaid with Toru. Haru hugs Kisa and says, it's been so long, you finally spoke. And then we see the inner monologue of Yuki, I guess. Let's try our best, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that someday the many tears we that were shed will be worth it. Later that night, Yuki takes uh, Kisa to meet Toru after work. Onechan, she calls. Onechan, and then Toru drops her bag and runs over to hug her, and it's all very sweet. Like most people listening probably know, but uh, Onechan means big sister. Oh yeah, and to be used by to just address like slightly older girls, girls? that you're close to. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a term of endearment, one might mm-hmm. say. <laughs> then we see like a uh, Toru's narration. Kisa decided to go back to school. Even though it will take her a while to get used to speaking again, everyone walked her part of the way there, but not Yuki because he had something to do. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, Toru thinks, I was sad to see Kisa-san leave my side. I'll cope with it. I have to. 
After all, Kisa-san is fighting so bravely. Try your best. Try your best, Kisa-san. And then we see um, what Yuki's errand was. He's gone to school early to tell the president that he will succeed him as student body president. And the president drops his papers in shock. And there's like a little note that says like you have to be elected, which is really Mm -hmm. weird. So does he just like get put? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure Yuki would win if there was an election anyway, but (laughs) whatever. Um, Yuki apologizes for running away. He wants to make up for it by fulfilling the duties of student body president. I humbly request your guidance, he says. And the president is like, oh, you're doing this for me? And Yuki is like, no. And then he bounces. (laughs) 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 It's not that I've become suddenly become stronger, he thinks. And we see Kisa approaching the classroom door, determination and like nervous sweat on her face. And then she reaches out to open it. Yuki's thoughts continue. So he said, uh, it's not not that I've suddenly become stronger or, or that something has changed. I'm still shaking. But we don't have to let those fears stop us. What's most important is that we try to rise above our weaknesses. And then that's the end of these two chapters. Kisa's very charming. She is. I like Kisa. I like Kisa. It's adorable in human and tiger form. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I think is interesting about Kisa's tiger form is that she's it's drawn like so much more realistically than some of the Zodiac. I'm like, maybe maybe Takaya likes drawing tigers or something. Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like you, maybe it's just to make it more obviously not a, a cat. cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Kyo, in comparison, he just looks like a cartoon cat. Mm-hmm. And then like Kisa's got like detailed like fur and like stripes and stuff. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. It's not just a stripy cat. It's a tiger. But then like how Toru is like, it's a cat. What a cute cat. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love Yuki's like, I thought she'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like they know each other well. I guess we learned that one thing we learned about the Zodiac is that a lot of them are picked on for looking different than other people. Mm-hmm. Like, we actually got confirmation of that from... Yeah, we've gotten some slight indications of that with uh, Haru and the president and, uh, yeah, like, Kyo, Kyo's been, like, teased by the teacher. Right. And she's like, I'm gonna, gonna dye, dye your hair black. black. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, his his friends and, like, Uo tease him. They call him, like, Orangey or whatever as well. Yeah, and we even saw it in Ayame's flashback for... Mm-hmm. It was like, I've accepted your weird hair color, but who said it could be long? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm call the head of the family. Yeah. The six-year-old head of the family, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, so we did see that before, but we heard kind of, like, more about their reactions. Mm-hmm. Which I think just, it just, you know, we talked about how the Zodiac is, I think we've talked about before, how they're so, it's set up as being very insular. Like, we heard from Matori that only certain people in the family know about the curse, Mm -hmm. Um, there's like a main part of the main house that's reserved just for them. There's like a banquet just for them. They have this really tight inner circle. Um, and I think things like this, like their physical appearance, of course, makes it easy for them to be separated from like regular society. So when other people pick on them, it just makes them even more isolated. Mm -hmm. The scene, that scene specifically where they're talking about what's happened, what happened to Kisa, I find that really interesting. Like I actually found it kind of meta because normally... So far, at least, we've seen a couple of times where people talked about things that happened to other people. But normally, like, what we see is someone, something directly happening, or we see someone directly talking about a flashback of theirs. Like, for example, Momiji remembering stuff about his mother, or, you know, Toro remembering stuff about her mother that her mother said or something. In this case, Momiji told us about what happened to Kisa, and then we saw all of the other characters reacting to that very, Mm -hmm. very empathetically. Like, so much so that Momiji and Toru cry, so much mm-hmm. so that they're all really upset about it. Um, and I just thought it was kind of interesting. 
I just felt like it was a much stronger reaction than sometimes when we see like other things that have happened so far when the person mm-hmm. isn't even there like when they're all talking about Kisa and she's not there yeah I think it's because um like all the characters there are finding out, out about it for the first time mm-hmm. yeah that's so true in their reactions like everyone else the flashback like they're either telling their own story or telling something that happened a while ago mm-hmm. like with Hattori's flashback and Momiji's flashback and Momiji telling about Hattori's flashback things like that <laughs> yeah that's true. There was that time. <laughs> and Tori cried about that too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt like in this case, I guess, yeah, they're all hearing about it for the first time. And I just felt like it It just made, I feel like it kind of enforced, like, I mean, obviously, like, I think the motif that's really coming through strongly or maybe a theme in these chapters is, is about being empathetic for other mm-hmm. people. And so I felt like it was a scene that kind of, like, solidified that because they're all reacting so empathetically to the situation that Kisa is in. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought yeah. I think it's also enforcing like obviously a lot of parallels are made between Kisa and Yuki in this totally. chapter that's got Yuki hearing about it in addition to the others there mm-hmm. drying Momiji's tears yeah yeah Yuki is the hero of this chapter I feel like <laughs> I feel like Toru Toru kind of gets Kisa to come around but really the person who makes the diva's connection with her is Yuki which is mm-hmm. an interesting like point of growth for him I think yeah, and it's well paired with him deciding that he's going to face his fears of being part of the student council, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, fears or... it has to. Yeah, it has him like he has to acknowledge like the issue himself in order to talk to Kisa. Because mm-hmm. like when it's brought up for the first time by Haru, he just like storms off. Yeah, he doesn't. He's upset he... about it. He doesn't try to like make that connection at that point. Mm-hmm. And he's also like, "Why do you care so much?" Like not exactly, mm-hmm. but he seems kind of standoffish about it too. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, you guys are such good friends that you care," and he's like, "Well, it reminds me of you." Um, and then Shigure, I feel like the scene where Shigure is like, what, are you embarrassed? I felt like he was kind of, I don't really understand what Shigure was trying to, why he was trying to provoke Yuki so much. Like, yeah. he's, um, it's weird. Like, it's kind of. He's got kind of a pattern of doing that. Didn't he? Well, he kind he's of. He's done it a few times. Um, well, there's, there's, I can't remember exactly what it is, though, but there's a time when he provokes Kyo. Like, that was the, that was the date. I, who, I think Yuki was there and asked, like, like why he was doing that or whatever. And he's like, I don't know. He just ticked me off that time or something. Yeah. But, yeah. That's exactly like what happened. Yeah. So, yeah. And then even Haru, like, like fourth wall comments on it is like, mm-hmm. you really have a habit of, like, pushing people too far. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it's just by nature. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was kind of noteworthy. And you're right, Yuki, Yuki runs off and he has to acknowledge how he feels about himself before he can help Kisa. Mm-hmm. Before he can, like, explain to her how he relates to her. Yeah. Speaking of which, Yuki also says, he says, I hate myself. You know, like at the very beginning, he's like, he says people might have the wrong idea about me being president or something in his conversation with Toru. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, what? And he's like, never mind. And then later he says he hates himself and that, you know, he's like not very self-confident or whatever. Yeah. Do you think that that's what he was kind of referring to? Yeah, I think he was like, voicing his doubts. Like, he's like, I don't know what they expect. I'm not going to be good at this. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm a you know, worthless person. What do they want me to do as president kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he turns that around and helps Kisa too, <laughs> mm-hmm. or at least he he acknowledges enough that he has that problem that he can then relate to Kisa and that helps her. Mm-hmm. I think and he's yeah. like, let's both try to like get through this together, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. So we saw we saw him like resting his head on Toru's shoulder. That was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also acknowledged that he kind of needs to be around Toru as well. Like he kind mm-hmm. of started acknowledged that. By telling Kisa that she can come back and be there, where to, where you know, come come back here if things get too rough, he kind of acknowledged that like this is also how he feels. I think, 
Like, he needs that emotional support from Toru. And we saw that at the end, too. And I also thought it was interesting how, also in the scene, again, in the scene where they were talking about what happened to Kisa, um, Yuki said something about Kisa's mother, and then we saw Momiji's concern, like, immediately. And then Mm -hmm. Toru also quickly stepped in and was like, it's it's fine, I just talked to her last night, everything's gonna be fine. And that kind of helped, and he was super relieved looking mm-hmm. and he smiles i thought that was interesting yeah like the whole like comparison there because like maybe the Sakisha's mom is like at the end of her rope at this point obviously mm-hmm. but she's you know very actually making an effort mm-hmm. which yeah, maybe just mom didn't really do not not at the end i guess yeah 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 we'll never know we only saw that one part but yeah i guess like it's at the point where momiji feels like it could go either way or something and mm-hmm. so he's upset yeah. about it yeah, I don't know. It was nice. It's nice to see everybody's relationships developing, like all these yeah. times that everybody was helping each other. And mm-hmm. it's like how we talked about last time, how like everybody feels kind of real because they have these like they don't have these like very static relationships like, mm-hmm. you know, like they're all eating and, and Kyo is not there or like, you know, Kyo comes in and he's like, what the hell? And I was funny. Um, yeah. But like this, like uh, Toru helps Haru, Haru helps Toru, Toru helps Momiji, like Yuki helps Kisa, yeah. Toru helps Kisa. <laughs> like it was really, mm-hmm. it was cute. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, there's lots of cute little cute interactions. That's like Kyo and Haru kind of. Right. Yeah. Cause... They're a little like kind of. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. While well, he's like poking with the water bottle. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like Kyo is even trying to help Kisa in his own way. He's just not good at it. <laughs> Yes, he needs to learn to hurt others and, and get hurt by them. Yeah. <laughs> but I like how she grazed up and was like, don't listen to him. He's an idiot. Yeah. And it was like really funny. Yeah. You feel like he probably thought he was being encouraging. Yeah. It's like, what? Come on. You can say what you want for dinner. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. easy. <laughs> yeah. That's it is. I feel like that's the way that I've interpreted it as well. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, you can do it. Yeah. In his cute way. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any other non-spoiler things? I don't think so. Um, well, then that's it for now, I think. Well, if you unless you stick around for spoilers. Next time we're going to talk about episodes 28, no, 29 and 30. Did I say episodes? Next time we're going to talk about chapters 29 <laughs> and 30. <laughs> uh, so you can find us at staytogetherpodcast.com, staytogetherpodcast on Tumblr, staytogetherpod on Twitter. You can email us. Also, you can find us on YouTube, like I said at the beginning. Um, I just want to thank you all again for listening, as always, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Spoilers. It's spoiler time. Are you ready to talk about spoilers? (laughs) Always ready to talk about spoilers. (laughs) It's like I'm always so ready to talk about spoilers that it's hard to (laughs) not talk about spoilers. (laughs) Oh. Can we talk about how what that what was Shigeru trying to do in that scene with Haru? Like, what? Why was he trying to provoke Yuki? He was like, "Why? What are you embarrassed?" Haru was like, "Well, you used to curl up and, and not say anything." And Shigeru is like, "What are you embarrassed?" And then Yuki like walks off. I thought that was kind of excessive. I feel like his whole thing is like trying to push people forcibly into like confronting their issues and growing as people, like mm-hmm. in. Like he's always in the most jerkish way possible. Yeah. But like his, but like he seems to think that that will, like, help to break the curse or at least like, break the whole like bond with the keto of everyone. Yeah, I guess he does. I mean, he definitely does that. Mm-hmm. Because he talks about the end. Now he's like, his whole goal is just to like, you know, have it so it's just like him and Akito basically, mm-hmm. and like breaking the curse 
seems to be is kind of part of that. Yeah, because he doesn't want everybody to have that same connection that he has mm -hmm. with Akito. Yeah, you know, it, it seems like he's always trying to like push people as like part of as part of that goal. Yeah, like uh, I mean, I guess a lot of their hangups center around Akito, so he's always mm -hmm. trying to get them to do like certain things. Like we talked about the time when he tried to provoke Kyo into going on the double date. But I can't yeah. remember exactly what he said. Yeah, I can't remember it exactly. Um, he said something to Kyo, and Kyo ran off. And it, didn't he have a flash of Toru's mother as well? I think so. But Kyo, but Shigeru doesn't know anything about that, so it's like, I guess he just said no, that but... Kyo was uncomfortable, and so he pushed him. Yeah. Same with, like, this. Like, Yuki obviously reacted really strongly, and so then, he, of course, Shigeru tried, decided to push him again as well. Mm -hmm. It's just an interesting choice, I feel. Like, mm -hmm. this specifically. But I don't know. Yeah, I think he's just he's just good at keying in on people's issues and insecurities and wants to push at that. Mm -hmm. He's the strongest empath of all. He just uses yeah. his powers for evil and not good. Yeah. <laughs> sort of good. In the sort end. of good. Just in... <laughs> in, it's evil in the moment. <laughs> yeah, the goal. The goal. End result and goal is good. But... It's like he's like, he'll use any method to get to... Actually, yeah. he said that directly to Adori, didn't he? He's like, I'll do whatever I want to, like, even, I'll yeah. whatever, I'll do whatever, regardless of if it hurts people or not, to, like, get yeah. what I want. He's very ends justify means. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's not that he, like, it's like, it's not like he wants to be a dick all the time, but he feels mm -hmm. like it's the best way to get them to change or something. Yeah, it kind of seems like that. Mm -hmm. He can be, he has the power to be genuinely concerned, to, like, read people's <laughs> emotions and be genuinely concerned. Yeah. As we saw when Tor said that uh, she wanted to visit her mother's grave, I feel like. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I just felt like he was being a dick for no reason, really. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess to try to get him over his, his fears. Yeah, I think he just never misses an opportunity to push people. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Yuki, probably, because he knows how many hangups Yuki has, I think. Yeah. So, And like how many emotional issues and how much trauma Yuki's been through, so... Speaking of Yuki's trauma, he's going to become president and it's going to be really good for him. Yes, so much growth for Yuki is coming. <laughs> he made a good choice. I like how he was like, I feel like I've become braver already, which I think is true. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm excited every time I see student council. Hints. <laughs> it's okay, they'll be here soon, I think. <laughs> Not really. But I think they, show, they show up at the end of volume six or seven, I can't remember which exactly, but... <laughs> Because remember, I remember everyone was like, "Who are these people? These mysterious yeah. people talking about Yuki?" Because Kakirumachi uh, at the end of one of the chapters. Yeah, and then it takes forever for them to come back. Yeah, because then they went to the the beach house forever. Yeah. <laughs> and then they turn out to be totally not mysterious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting how they showed this is unrelated to student council. Sorry, <laughs> I'm bringing it back. They showed so we talked briefly, I think, about that scene with Akita, where it's like uh, Yuki's inner monologue. And Akito is shown. And I was trying to figure out if it's Yuki or Kisa. And I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Yuki's inner thoughts. But also, like, Kisa has Kisa been abused by Akito at this point? I forget. I couldn't remember if that happens later or before this. I feel like she has, but I can't remember. I'd have to see the hero chapter. Too. Yeah, I also remember, but was struggling to remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did think of that, though. I was like, oh, I wonder if it's an illusion. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it could certainly relate to both of them, I'm sure, because for sure Kisa would have been abused I by I think Akito. she must have, because, like, I think Toru would know if Kisa had gotten hurt. Toru would know. Oh, you mean later. Yeah, like if it had happened after yeah. they met. 
Because she wasn't, like, hidden away or anything when she was hurt. She was, like, no, she was just, like, slapped. I mean, not just, but she was... Yeah. She was... She was physically abused, but, like, in the presence of Hiro. That's part of, like, his hang-ups, right? Yeah. It's kind of, like, that's the way that Akito was trying to drive them apart, to mm-hmm. isolate them. Yeah. Um, but the bullying at school was not related to Akito. Just, no. <laughs> I'm sure, added on to everything that Kisa was going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, wasn't part of the issue also that Hiro was pulling away from Kisa at the same time that her oh. classmates were bullying her? Probably. Because he was trying not to get her hurt by Akito. Yeah. But it turned out to be, like, terrible timing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And basically everybody in her life yeah. pieced at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Probably even Akito because then Akito would have done what she wanted to do. So mm-hmm. she probably wasn't getting that much attention from Akito either. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Sorry, peeps. I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> what happens. <laughs> We've gotten to the part of the story where, like, I don't remember most of the stuff in the middle of these chapters, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that will be coming relatively soon, because Hero will be introduced relatively soon. Yeah. Hero's, like, right after the true form arc. Exactly. It's um, Kyo's true form, the true form arc, and then there's some stuff with Yuki, and then Hero's introduced right after that. So it's, like, a couple chapters after that, which we're swiftly coming up to. We mm-hmm. are... No, we're like two chapters or three chapters yeah. away from the true Only format. two chapters left of this volume, and then volume six is when it all goes down. Yep. <laughs> it all goes down. <laughs> That's coming very soon. Get excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it's a good time to say, like, which I'll announce before as well, but we're going to probably read all of the true form chapters at once, which will be four chapters. 31, 34. Yeah, it'll be four chapters. And we'll do like a two part episode about that. So get excited. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> do the reading. Yeah, everybody. I think they've already done the reading already. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people who listen to this have already listened to it before, but I'm not sure. That's just my speculation based on notes and stuff we get. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that's coming. And then it'll be Hero. And then we'll find out. We'll learn more. Yeah, one other little thing. It's not really like a spoiler. It just made me think of it. But like at the part where Kyo is uh, quote unquote encouraging Kisa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of cute. They have like a little bit later on where Kisa's like actively trying to befriend Kyo, mm-hmm. which is cute. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Am I imagining that she was like scared of him at first or something? I forget exactly. There's a bit where she, the bit where she like says hello and he says hi back and she's all excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> and she says like he said hi to me. Yeah, and she's like he's actually really nice. Yeah, <laughs> so. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then later, like, really way, way toward the end, there's that scene where Kyo, not Kyo, where uh, Hiro and Kisa come across Kyo, and he's, like, barfing after uh, yeah. sitting his, arguing with his father, and, like, Kisa um, gives him her handkerchief, of course, mm-hmm. and, like, he thinks of her as being, like, Toru, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, it's, like, probably a relationship that we don't get to see very much of, but I'm sure they would have an yeah. interesting relationship, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of ones that we only get a little bit of, but are really cute. And yeah. little that we do get, so that's one I like, which is cute. Yes, it's their so, cat yeah, connection. Little, <laughs> yeah. So just yeah, so just a little interaction in this one. I was like, aw. oh. Yeah, and she's like not offended. I mean, not deeply. She was a little bit upset, but then Shigeru is yeah. like, "Don't worry about it. He's an idiot." And then she kind of like raises her yeah. hands, like she wants to calm them down. Which yeah. Is so funny too. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Poor Kisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kisa's so great, though. I love Kisa. Yeah, she's just super cute. Like, every time she shows up, I'm just like, aw. Yeah. 
She's like, you know, it's like Momiji <laughs> and her, like the breath of fresh air that is so yeah. desperately needed sometimes in these <laughs> stories. <laughs> and her relationship with Tori was very charming. They have such a great relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like how um, later with Rin, like Tori tries to be her friend and Rin is like, no, I don't want to be close <laughs> to you. Whereas Kisa is like, Onechan or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. So it's nice. We finally, Kisa's finally here. We're getting there. How many people are left to meet? We have to meet. Let's see. Rin and Kareno. Hero. Hero. Kareno. Might be it. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. And Four more Zodiacs and some student council. And then we haven't met like Ren yet. I was just looking at something and I was like, oh, there's Ren. Yeah. <laughs> I did think it was interesting. This is also not spoilery, but I thought it was interesting how much, how like Momiji heard the whole scoop from like the ladies. He's like, oh, I heard some rumors, every single thing about what happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course they would know. Well, it does seem like the, this is a spoiler, it does seem like the like maids at the main house are really gossipy. Yeah, and, totally. And Momiji lives in the main house, so. Yeah. No, they have <laughs> he a. probably gets all the scoop. Totally. I think, yeah, and yeah, they're, that's a whole thing. They're interesting, yeah. I think, in and of themselves, the mm-hmm. maids. Yeah, they're really interesting just in their position in the house, because, like, they know everything. They do. And they kind of, like, <laughs> act like they're all high and mighty, too. Like, they. Yeah, like. And like yeah, the older ones like like act like they have some degree of control of the family. Yeah, they sure act like they do. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's like they do when they can successfully manipulate a keto. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whoever can manipulate a keto. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the true head of the family? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Ren was never able to do that, which is why she was never in control. Um, yeah, there's like a, I saw, I was looking at the end because I was planning out all the rest of the episodes, like how, how many there would be and like what content to cover and all of them. And there was a scene with after, a key, after the curse breaks and stuff. And one of the maids is like, I liked you more before or something like, yeah. or I liked how it was before. And yeah, it's really interesting how involved they are in the depths mm-hmm. of the family. They're part of the like secret society inside that knows yeah. everything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any other spoilery things. Like most of this Again, it was like, okay, we, we met a new character and we got their backstory. And so mm-hmm. yeah. we're in a good place for next time. What's happening next time? It's... They're fairly fluffy chapters. Oh, the Prince Yuki fan club goes to Hana's of... and Toru fails an exam yeah, and catches Toru a cold. Gets... Yeah. <laughs> According fairly, to my notes. Yeah, fairly fluffy chapters. So. That's good because this one was still kind of upsetting and now it's then it's going to be Kyo's true form, which is also upsetting. Yeah. Really very upsetting. So I think these were the... I need to fill some chapters before I start the next volume mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. all this chapters. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like we get Megumi. Yeah. We do. I think we get a little Hana backstory too. Mm-hmm. In that in that time too, so um I think that's it for this episode then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Kayla, we didn't talk enough about animals this time. <laughs> <laughs> you know the happy noise that chigers make when they greet you is what? called a chuff. Oh, do they like snort? Like <laughs> kind of like kind of like <laughs> kind of sound, but you know, tigery. Like a horse. Um, yeah, but it's like a kind of a it's kind of a like happy greeting sound. Oh, that's that they cute. make and so like you'll see them make it toward like like at the zoos you'll see it. They'll make it toward their keepers and stuff. Oh, because they're fairly solitary animals. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so <laughs> tigers are very charming. I feel like they'd be really squishy you got to touch one that's just that's my that's my factual opinion they probably would be you're probably right did i actually say goodbye
Hold on. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> you think we did? <laughs> I don't think we did. Okay. <laughs> Distracted by animals. Okay. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Maybe not the ones at the zoo. They'd probably be a little bit puffy, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. a little bit squishy. I were watching some like zoo vet show when I was younger and they like had a tiger that they had to like knock out for some kind of procedure Mm -hmm. and they had like a class of kids like come in like they were allowed to like touch the tiger while Mm -hmm. it was under anesthesia so they were like feeling its huge paws and everything Mm -hmm. like that's cool like I want to touch a sedated tiger (laughs) yeah (laughs) they are they're very cute Mm -hmm. I can see why people try to illegally keep them as pets like crazy people yeah Just like those illegal parrots that f- tell fortunes. Or the cassowary that killed a man in Florida. Oh my god. <laughs> can't believe people keep cassowaries as pets. <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't imagine them I being might... charming enough to be kept as a pet. They're they're neat, but I, I might take a tiger before I took a cassowary. <laughs> I, would, I think I would take a tiger before a cassowary. <laughs> I feel like a... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would take all of them before I take a monkey, though, to be honest. Yeah. So, <laughs> just a chimp, maybe like a. I can't believe people keep like chimps either. Or something, but definitely not a chimp. <laughs> no, chimps are the worst. <laughs> they're too much like people. They're terrible. They, they are. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. <laughs> this is why I have have fish. <laughs> yeah. And you have a tiny bird, not a cassowary. Yes, very tiny bird, not one that can <laughs> kick me to death with. <laughs> Five inch or claws. Claw you to death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he can't maul you to death. Yeah. He has drawn blood on me, though. How rude. <laughs> I never had a fish draw blood on me because I don't have any of those big, like, chigoids or anything that bite. So. <laughs> piranhas. Nah. I think you can keep piranhas, but I wouldn't. <laughs> or, like, lionfish. They're so creepy fish. when they're, like, like, when you see them at an aquarium and they're just hovering. Ch- waiting to chomp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They have, because they have, like, these, like, big underbite-looking mouths that mm-hmm. make them look creepy. Masterpieces of evolution. <laughs> <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> and then you see seahorses and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I like the leafy sea dragons. They're cool, too. They're all leafy-looking and shit, one might say. I'm googling leafy sea dragon. And then I probably <laughs> need to sleep. Yeah, they're all wiggly-wobbly. Have we, met our, have we met our animal? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. They're so wiggly.